Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the Darkest Timeline podcast, so there'll be uh, stuff from the last week, which won't be the last week, it'll be probably about a month ago, and uh, yeah, all your favourite stuff, games, movies, TV, that's if I've got around to actually doing any of those things. So yeah, let's strap in and see what we've got for you here. So here we go, this is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. me as always oh tired i am tired today boys and girls uh first day back at work after two weeks off Whew. fun uh yeah up early uh yeah just Whew. Up early, out early, work early, work all day, home early. No, no, that's not it, is it? No, home late. Uh, yeah. Tired. And I know what you're thinking. Are you drinking an energy drink? Are you drinking a cup of coffee? The answer is no. No, I'm not. I'm drinking a juice. Um, and now you're thinking, oh, maybe he's turned a corner. Maybe he's... Maybe New Year's resolution is to cut down the caffeine, cut down on the energy drinks, cut down on the coffee. No, I've just drank coffee all day and I've had two energy drinks and, you know, probably at this point in time I don't need any more. But I am tired. Um, so, it's the New Year. I keep doing this thing about dating podcasts and not dating them. I mean, I don't know if it really matters. Uh, it is the new year. Happy new year to you. You won't get this at a time that that would make any relevance. Uh, but yes, 2020. Um, I'm expecting a, the delivery of my flying car with a hoverboard in the boot uh, any day now. Uh, so that's good. 2020, the future doesn't somehow feel it i mean come on 2020 that that that's the future that date is the future you say 2020 you think the future and then you look outside and think oh um i am giving you a pre-warning here a pre-warning i'm giving you a warning uh at a guess this is probably going to be a long podcast the reason for that is i have well i've had i've had time off and the beauty of having time off is that you can actually do things uh and by doing things i obviously mean sit and watch movies and play computer games uh, and as that is a large section of this podcast yeah uh, so yeah, that's that. Uh, so on the list, oof, Jeebus. Um, 
It looks worse than it is. But that is, you know, it looks bad, guys. I'm not going to lie. Um, meh, meh, meh. Let's go. Let's, let's start, shall we? Uh, it is the new year. That is the first thing on my list. New year. Uh, I've covered that it, it is the new year. And by the time you hear this, we'll be well and truly into the new year. Um, the reason that I put it down was just to sort of cover um, New Year's Eve. Um... So where will we be? So what, the last time I spoke to you guys, I was sick. Because um, that will be a week ago today. A couple of days before New Year. Or a day before. Well, who knows? Who knows what days are at this point in time. Um, I was sick. I remember that. Um, I was sick for nearly a week. Um... And that's, that is something, actually. Um, I was never a believer in the energy drink. I've, I've been through this before, I'm sure. Uh, it was never something that I believed in. Um, they smell like medicine and... Um, yeah, it's just... I think I've covered it before. Um, I was sick. Like, real sick. Um... So, not Saturday, gone the Saturday before, got in in the evening, and I was just ill. Um, I had stomach flu, basically. Uh, my body ached, I had a banging headache, all of that, and uh, the, uh, uh, essentially a, stu a stomach bug to go with it. So I had stomach flu. Um, I spoke to you guys on the Monday, I was still well and truly ill at that point in time. Um, and it just it was just relentless. You know, to me, a stomach bug is 48 hours. Uh, you read stuff on the internet that's like, oh, it's 72 hours. By like Wednesday, Thursday of last week, it was like, yeah, I am still ill. You know, you start at that point to start wondering, is it something else? you know I, I sometimes talk about my age and you know when you get to the age that I'm at now and you've got something wrong and it it continues your mind starts to wonder too is this something more than you know is it something more um so by Wednesday, the fact that I hadn't been eating was apparently not making any difference to um, to the stomach issue. So I had the odd meal here and there, made no difference. Um, come Thursday, I was like, this is just, this is ridiculous. It's beyond... It's beyond whatever. Um, so I was like, do you know what? I am going to do something that is probably a really stupid idea. I am going to drink an energy drink. I had very little in my stomach at that point in time. Um, stuff wasn't staying in. Um, the idea of drinking an energy drink was the dumbest idea going i was like it's probably going to strip my stomach lining it's 
it, it's whatever. But I was kind of thinking, it's it's probably kill or cure at this point in time. It's either going to make things a lot worse, which would have been difficult, or it's going to sort me out. I was like, sod it, let's do this. Cracked one of those bad boys open. Had the first quarter of it quite quickly and it took me all the way back to the first time I drank one of those energy drinks and I was just like holy smokes it, it really is like powering up um, and it's like well I haven't had one for a while so my body's got used to not having them and uh, all of that that goes with it um, and then I had this huge stomach twinge and I was like oh wow this this definitely wasn't a good idea. Um, had a bit more of it, had a bit more, had a bit more. Got to the point where I was like, mm, yeah, definitely need the toilet. Um, this ain't this ain't good. Um, but I'd drunk enough that I was like, right, best thing to do at this point in time is finish this can, go to the toilet. Uh, which is what I did. I threw the rest of the can down my throat, ran to the toilet, used the facilities and that was that and over the course of the evening the uh the the pains and the gripes and the aches and the pains that were in the stomach sub seemed to subside and i didn't need to go to the toilet and i was able to go to bed and I didn't get up in the night and by the next day I was feeling pretty much fine so for everything that and I will be the first to tell you that energy drinks are not the best thing for you um, for everything that these things I don't know, who knows what is actually in them um, an energy drink sorted me out so take from that what you will um new year came and went um i was i was sick um so i i today is the second time in over a week that i've left the house um the only other time i've left the house in like the last nine days was to go and see tom um one day to drop a card off uh other than that i've literally been in the house because i've been sick i've been sick so how was that um new year's eve during the day i finally finally had the opportunity to watch the irishman um i watched just over two and a half hours in one go um and then i spent a bit of time with the baby um and then about an hour later i went back and i watched the the last 50 minutes or so uh excuse me here we go <sighs> so i finally watched the irishman did have to do it in two goes uh but that's better than i thought i was gonna have to do it um all in all it's a it, it's a it's a good film 
Um, it, I mean, it's Scorsese at the end of the day. If you're a fan of Goodfellas, if you're a fan of Casino, if you're a fan of anything that Scorsese has done, it's going to be right in your wheelhouse. Add to that, you've got Robert De Niro, you've got Joe Pesci, you've got Al Pacino, you've got Harvey Keitel. I mean, does a cast get much better than that? You've got the fact that they're using the, what I could only presume is the latest in de-aging technology. Um, I know that from watching like the making of those, they've sort of said that they were using a method where they didn't have to use like dots or ping pong balls on the face or whatever. Um, which obviously the actors really appreciate. They just had to use particular cameras. Um, amazing cast um and they were all great uh really good to see joe pesci back doing stuff um i had heard a review of this film a little while ago that said so far through it got a little slow um I would potentially agree. You've got to bear in mind, this is a three and a half hour movie. Uh, I mentioned to it to a couple of people and, and you sort of have to say, oh, it's three and a half hours. And people were just like, well, I'll probably never see that film because who could imagine sitting down to watch a three and a half hour film? Um, you know, that hasn't got Avengers written on it. Um... For the majority of that film, it didn't feel like three and a half hours. However, for about an hour of it, it did feel like about an hour. Um, you know, I often watch... Um, not often. I've, I've often watched long films. You know, Wolf of Wall Street... Um, the you know these the Avenger movies the the later ones that are a lot longer, um, and they just don't they don't feel they don't feel the length they are you know Wolf of Wall Street's like three and a bit hours um, there are films that you like oh my god that film's like three hours long I don't think I can sit through it but in actual fact they never feel that long so you don't have to worry about it. Um, and for a huge chunk of that film, it didn't feel as long as it maybe was. Unfortunately, there was a point where it did. Um, it just it slows up quite a lot. Not low. It, it just it just slowed up a bit uh, at a certain point. Um, there was also like clearly for me. Um, I'm like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a gangster movie, it's Scorsese. It's, um, and it was for a long time. But then it sort of shifted to more of this singular story. Like I often find in like um, Goodfellas and Casino and things like that, you've got like these little like satellite stories, like little stories inside of a bigger story, like this character's doing this with this character that's outside of that character doing that. But then it's all part of one big story. Um, for a lot of the Irishmen, 
that was the case. There was lots of little sort of bits going on, you know. Joe Pesci's talking to Harvey Keitel, and then Robert De Niro comes into it, but Robert De Niro's been off doing something else. That kind of thing. But then it became um, just about the Jimmy Hoffa stuff. Um, if you don't know what the film's about, maybe do a bit of research into what the film is about. Um, if I'm honest, I didn't do as much research as I felt I maybe should have done. However, I wonder if that might have put me off ever so slightly. Um, because I went into it for a Scorsese gangster movie. Which, for two-thirds of the film, is what I got. And then it turned into a... We have a story to tell, so let's tell it. Um... So it kind of, for me, it kind of lost a step. But all in all, it was a great film. There was great acting. There's a guy, I, I, I'm going to have to look this guy up, um, but there's a reason which I'll explain. Uh, so I'll very quickly, and it shouldn't take me too long because I will have searched for, it's right there. Uh, and that's that. And I should be able to find him very quickly. Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham is in The Irishman and at this point in time is in absolutely everything. Um, I've seen him in stuff for years and years and years and years and years. I bet if you go into his thing and you look at how many things... hundred and twenty six titles um he was in the late that uh, that BBC adaptation of a Christmas Carol which I I only saw like a couple of episodes of there's only three episodes but I only saw two of them um but he was in that as Jacob Marley uh, he was in the Irishman he was in Rocket Man he was in um, a British TV show line of duty um literally he's just he is in absolutely everything at the moment uh, and good on him because he's he's clearly been like plugging away at the at being you know doing the acting um and it's clearly paying off because he's literally in everything now um so good on him um the acting's fantastic the the time that it's set is great um it was a great film that i just feel it necessary to say that there was maybe a point in that film where it lost a little bit of a step. Um, if you like Goodfellas, Casino, and those types of movies, I'd certainly recommend it. Um, it is three and a half hours. Maybe break it down into two sittings. Um, or sit down, turn your phone off, and watch a, a great movie. It's on Netflix, so it's not like you're going to have to go wandering around looking for it. It's right there. Um, I know that I've sort of gone... I was telling you about New Year. I was supposed to be telling you about the last week. And then I've reviewed a movie. But I felt that that was kind of relevant. Um, let's get back on track somewhat. So, New Year... <sighs> New Year for me used to be one thing. Then it became something else. And now it's a bit more of a... 
a quieter affair. Obviously, when I was younger, New Year was going out. Um, and we would always try and find new and interesting ways to go out. Um, you know, clubbing and eventually, you know, it started out like clubbing had to be like the best possible club night you could go to for New Year. Um, and then, you know, when you have to, when you work out that it's an absolute nightmare to travel anywhere at New Year, you start doing stuff a bit close to home. And it's like, where's the best place to go in town? And 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 that's a thing. And then you realise that when they're <coughs> charging you to get into pubs that you couldn't, on every other day of the year, just walk into, it's a ridiculous concept. So then it's, you know, a house party and you do that for a little while and and then... I don't know, nobody wants to host because, well, whatever. Uh, so then you just have a few friends round. Um, and then basically what it becomes is people, number of people that I heard of, spoke to or saw on Facebook or whatever that were staying in. Staying in is the new going out. Um, he says, being old and a parent um but it is you know the majority of people would prefer to stay in uh especially at times like that uh so you stay in you stay in now whether that's age or what I'm sure there's still people going out um so in our house it's it's a it's a simple thing you order food watch a movie um land's not overly bothered by the, the 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 ball dropping uh the actual changing from one year to the next so she just treats it as any other day and goes to bed um so that's new year in our house um i i stopped watching the 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 physical the ball dropping um but I do like to see in the new year. Um, years gone by where I used to smoke a cigar for new year uh, and things like that. Uh, now it's just, I just like to be awake when it goes from 11.59 to 12.01. Um, you know, I can be playing computer games or watching movies. This year it was watching movies. Um, but that's just... That's just how I do it. Um, so that was New Year, basically. New Year came and went. It was quiet, as a lot of people have sort of said to me. Um, something that... Um, something else that's, that's come up in the last week. Um, everybody remembers Man vs. Food. Adam Richmond. It was huge for its time. The fact that it was something that was on the travel channel and it was just a guy traveling around doing monster food challenges. Um, we were, we as a society were obsessed with it. Um, I know I certainly used to binge watch episodes of Man vs. Food. Um, and he did it for so long. I think there was like four series of that show or something. And then for health 
you know, not for health reasons, but so that he could improve his health, he stopped doing the food challenges. Um, I know for sort of the year that followed, he lost a massive amount of weight and was in a lot of magazines and stuff for the amount of weight he'd lost. And good on him. Uh, I believe he's still doing travel channel stuff. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Um, but the food challenge um, is still very much a thing. Um, there is beard versus food, which is a really, in my opinion, a really skinny guy with a massive beard who can eat a lot. Uh, I know he holds a variety of records for eating stuff. Um, obviously, with having a massive beard, he looks uh, a bit of a mess by the end of it. Um, so, food challenges are a thing. I recently got into watching some videos. Um, so, I'll try and do this the best I can. The YouTube... I don't know if it's the YouTube channel or whatever. It's called Shut Up and Eat. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to pronounce the person's surname. So it's, I don't know, maybe, Leah Shutkeva. Uh, she is listed as a pro-eater. Um, she is absolutely she has the, a tiny waist um but she is a professional eater i came in contact with this through um i'm a fan of eddie hall world's, former world's strongest man eddie hall uh every now and then i watch the odd video that he does on youtube and one night caught him doing a challenge with this leah um, to eat a chocolate orange. Uh, she holds the world record for eating a chocolate orange from uh, a sealed box to completely eaten in 65 seconds. Um, I don't know if you are like me, that you were like, I wonder if I could do that. And then you start playing it through your head. Well, how would I go about, you know, getting in the box is the first challenge and then, you know, tap and unwrap, but the unwrapping can be a bit of a ball ache. And then, you know, you got to try and break it into, well, you probably try and break it into like four, like into quarters and then try and eat like a quarter of a chocolate orange. Probably a quarter of a chocolate orange quite quickly. So that was my thinking. Um, they did it. They did this challenge. Um, Eddie Hall eats like, I don't know, some like 5,000 calories a day um, because of the amount they lift and stuff, the amount of trains. Um... I think on, on that video, she did it in like a minute and 11 seconds or something. So just a little bit outside of the um, the world record that she holds. Um, Eddie was well over like two and a half minutes or something. Um, his technique was terrible. But anyway, um, there's actually a chocolate orange in a bag downstairs. And I keep looking at it going... I reckon I could do it. Um, obviously, I couldn't do it, but there's that part of the brain that's like, you never know. Um, so because of that, obviously, when you watch stuff on YouTube, it links to other things. At that point in time, I didn't really know who this who this woman was. 
Turns out she's a professional eater. She does food challenges. She does them on YouTube. And that was that. Next thing, I'm sp I've spent like two hours watching her eat a multitude of things in all these food challenges. One that I was just blown away by was this three-foot hot dog. The, the record was... The female record was 12 minutes. And I think she ate it in three minutes, three and a half minutes or something. It was an insane thing to watch. Honestly, don't think she chewed it. I think she just swallowed in chunks. It was bonkers. Um, one of the recent ones was the, she done a Palmo challenge. Um, did the, the she's done a couple of these like big breakfast challenges. Um, there was one that the just the volume of food is insane. Uh, the, like I'm sure it took like half an hour, but she ate the lot. And she's like, only one other person has ever completed this challenge. Um, she ate a nine ounce steak and the record was like 17 minutes and she did it in like 13 minutes. It was bonkers. But I got obsessed with watching these videos. It was like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. Oh, but look, she's going to eat a steak. I'm freaking vegetarian. But, and that's the other thing, all of the challenges are like meat based. But she challenged Eddie Hall to a thing of uh, chicken wings. And again, absolutely destroyed him in that. Um, but yeah, I just got obsessed with watching these, um, these food challenge videos. Um, so yeah, check, you know, if that's, again, if that's the sort of thing that you fancy, uh, fancy watching, give that a whirl uh she's on youtube she has a youtube channel and her youtube channel is her doing food challenges um so i was bought a book for christmas um it might surprise some of you to hear that i can read um not very well or very quickly but I have the ability to read. Um, it's one of those things. I was thinking about this the other day. In the last two years, I have read more books than I have read in my entire life. Think how depressing that is. And that's one of those, because you're hoping at this point in time that in the last couple of years, I've read like hundreds of books, um, which isn't true. But I have read a lot of books in the last couple of years. Um, a lot for me, a man who has read more in the last two years than in his entire life. There you go. Me and reading no girl. Uh, or didn't get on. Um, obviously, I'm severely dyslexic. Uh, and reading is, for want of a better way of putting it, quite difficult for me. Um, so, not, not up there at the top of my list of things to do. Until recently. Um, I am reading, I'm currently reading uh, three books. Uh, one I've been on, I've been on a bit of a break from. Uh, I was working my way through the Harry Potter books because I'd never read them before and I got into reading. So uh, I was like, well, you know, I kind of have to have read those. I think I'm on the fourth one. Um, got halfway through it and was like, 
I'm going to come back to this. I feel a little Harry Potter fatigued. Um, I am also reading uh, one of the Sandman Slim books, which is just a series of books. Um, kind of good. Uh, there's like 10 books in that series. Might be on the 7th or the 8th one. Don't know. Uh, and then I'm reading the book I got for Christmas. Uh, the book I got for Christmas was... Uh, I wonder if I can just quickly tell you the actual name of this book. Uh, do, 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 do. Life of the Party. Stories of a Perpetual Man-Child. By Bert Kreischer. Uh, it's hardback, if that makes any difference to you. Um, so, I got that for Christmas. I was like, cool, a book. And then I opened it, I was like, oh, even cooler. It's a Bert Kreischer book. Um, found out from the book, and it's one of those, at this point in time, I'm like, how did I not know this? Found out from the book that the film National Lampoon's Van Wilder was based on Bert Kreischer's life when he was at university. In the book, he says it is so loosely based on his life, it might as well not be. But it uh, it, it, it is. Um, I even did a search this evening for the, for the Wikipedia page for Van Wilder. And it's like, Van Wilder is a film, National Lampoon, directed by this person, written by these people, and based on the life of party animal Bert Kreischer it's like wow that's cool um, so far I've read uh, no, not quite a quarter of it like a fifth maybe uh, basically I'm just reading a, a chapter a night uh, and I've been for the last few nights it is exceptional um, obviously like the, the year of 2019 for me was like the year of, of, of Bert Kreischer. Um, I got I went mad on his stand-up. I listened to podcasts with him on. Um, I follow him on Instagram and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. You know, he spends a lot of time with people that I enjoy listening to anyway. You know, he does a podcast with... Um, Bill Burr, he does a podcast with Tom Scoyer, he does podcasts with Joe Rogan. I mean, you know, these are all of my heavy hitters. Um, and he is, he's like my number one sort of stand-up, or like a joint stand-up with all of those other guys. Um, he did a world tour, I missed it. Um, we've been through that, the pain is very real. Um, however, he has immediately started another tour and it is being listed as a world tour, so fingers crossed on that one. Um, but the book is great. Uh, there is a time in my life where if I'd have opened a Christmas present that was a book, I'd have put it in a pile with pants and socks because it was about as much use to me as pants and socks. Now, if I open a present that is pants well boxer shorts socks or a book i'm like these are great gifts it's interesting how life changes age getting old um so yeah i'm reading a book but you never thought on this podcast you'd hear me talking about uh 
about reading a book. That is not why you're here, I know. Um, we have to cover something, ladies and gentlemen. Something I am not proud of. And I know a few of you right now are thinking, well, that could be literally anything. Um, we need to talk about screen time. I had my screen time notification was it yesterday it was disgusting absolutely disgusting no surprises it's gone up um the phone it's it's bad i know it's bad at the moment it's really bad um it's just yeah it's fairly constant um i need to do something to to get to get off it i mean uh, you know there are there are times that i'm actually using it for you know i'm using the my powers for good uh, there are times i'm using it i'm using it to read um i signed up to amazon a trial for amazon music today where i um then proceeded to download a load of comedy albums um i use it for the podcast stuff i do use it for you know checking my emails but then when was the last time i had an email that i actually needed to read um there are things i need for but those things are very small and when I got that report, it was like, oh, that's a hell of a lot of time on my phone. I need to do something to, to stop using it. Um, oh, man, it's bad. I hate it. I really hate it. Clearly, by the amount I use it. Um... Yeah, I gotta do something about it. So let's get back to. Um, I've had I've watched no television stuff, uh, which might tip you off to something later in the podcast. Um, I've had the Witcher TV program recommended to me. Um, it's not like I needed it recommended to me. I, like, uh, like Sam was like, oh, you watched The Witcher? I was like, no. He's like, you sure? It's good. Uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I just, basically it was one of those, I wasn't in the mood for that now. Um, so, I haven't started it. I've been watching it. Um, but it's definitely on my I will watch list. Um, I don't really know what I'm in the mood for at the moment. I need something like short. I think that was, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I haven't watched any TV stuff, uh, so I can't tell you about TV. Uh, what I can tell you about is movies, and boy, can I tell you about movies. Um, so jumping all the way back to New Year, during the day I watched The Irishman. That was not the only film I watched that day. I watched a multitude of films. Um, in the evening, I watched the film Brightburn, 
Now, I know that I've mentioned Brightburn before. Uh, for anybody who's not listened, uh, Brightburn is a what-if. Uh, so, what-if uh, Superman, when he was a child, rather than being the good guy, was actually the bad guy. Uh, and it's done from the perspective of whilst that character is a child it's not Clark Kent it's uh, rather than it being like CC Clark Kent it's BB Um, and you know it isn't Superman but this child is super strong can fly is super fast and has laser vision you know they came to Earth in a spacecraft and crashed in the woods and were found by a family that couldn't have children. Ah, uh, you're getting me here. So, although in it, it not it's not Superman in name, it, it is. Um, but whereas Clark Kent was raised to be good, the the parents of this child have raised him to be good, but at a certain point something goes wrong and he starts realizing that he is super strong and he is invulnerable and he's got laser eyes and he can fly and there's nothing to say that somebody who one day wakes up and has all these abilities is ju- is definitely going to be the good guy and the premise of this this story, this film, is that that's what happens. He isn't the good guy. He is very much the bad guy. And it's a horror movie. Um, people die. It's got um, great special effects. It's super gory in places. Uh, it's got a good cast. Uh, Elizabeth Banks plays the mum in it. Uh, the dad has been in something i can't think what it was uh it's got badger from breaking bad uh he plays the kid's uncle um really really you know it, it was a it was a good film yeah i love to see a different take on stuff um the kid was super creepy it was it was just in some ways it was refreshing even though it's a story we've seen a million times before. And that's it. It's a story we've seen and we know and we've heard a million times before, done differently. <coughs> so that's probably what made it fresh and new and whatever. I enjoyed it. Um, I know I had a conversation with uh, somebody else who had seen it. They didn't overly enjoy it. So... I don't know. Um, their, their sort of take on it was that it went too quickly from he was a good kid to a bad kid. Um, I felt the pacing was fine. Um, literally anybody I mentioned this film to, their response is, I've never heard of it. Uh, so the film is called Brightburn. It's available on Blu-ray. Um, I didn't go to the cinema to see it. Um there's, it it tries it tries to do the thing that I don't like, which sort of early on it tries to do quite a lot of jump scares, and I'm not down with that. But then it sort of lets those go for the more creepy aspect, uh, which I'm fine with. 
So Brightburn, I enjoyed. Um, like I say, after after that, uh, Leon went off to bed, so I was uh, I was alone. It was a kind of normally in a situation like that, I would sit down and play a game, but I was I was just having a movie kind of. I was hungry for movies. Uh, there was stuff that I got for Christmas. Leanne said she wasn't interested in watching. Uh, one of them she'd seen and the other one she wasn't overly bothered about. So I was like, cool. Tell you what, why don't I watch, those? Why don't I watch a, a, a film now? So I then watched Spider-Man Far From Home. I watched it in 4K. And it was perfectly fine. Something, before I go into it, something that I didn't understand was that it said that that film was released by Sony. I can only presume that that is part of the deal that Sony and Marvel have signed recently. Or Sony and Disney, whatever you want to call it. But... When that film started, when I watched it on 4K, it said it was released by Sony. So, who knows? Anyway, Spider-Man Far From Home was perfectly fine. It was okay. Here's the thing. I'm I'm sort of done with the Marvel stuff now. Um, and I like the stuff that's coming up. I, I don't really have much interest in i said i was going to do up to this spider-man film i have now seen this spider-man film i feel i can happily tap out on this one there are certain films in the marvel phase whatever that i thoroughly enjoyed infinity war uh was for a for a time like a favorite film um, everybody raves about Winter Soldier. Um, there are films that are better. There are films that are not as good. Um, films that I, as a series, I thoroughly enjoy them. You know, the first Iron Man was great. Iron Man 2 wasn't as good. Iron Man 3, again, wasn't as good. You made an Iron Man film and, and Iron Man wasn't in it. You know, that kind of thing. Um, Thor, you know, the Thor movies are great. Uh, everyone was like, said that the second one, Dark World, is it? The, they That's reviewed as the worst of those Marvel films. I don't think it was that bad. But then Ragnarok was reviewed as one of the best. I thought Ragnarok was great. Um... So there's the you know there are films that are better and there are films that are worse and then there are films that are, you know, in the middle. So films in the Marvel universe that are in the middle are Black Panther. There was nothing that stood out in that film. It was just fine. I feel that it got. It was overhyped for the wrong reasons. That film was just okay. Captain Marvel. That film was 
okay. It wasn't exceptional. It wasn't terrible. It was fine. Both of the Spider-Man films were perfectly fine. Um, Tom Holland is the best incarnation of Spider-Man uh, because he does both sides perfectly. He does Peter Parker well. He does Spider-Man well. Bang up job. Well done. But it is okay to say that film was fine. It doesn't have to be the best film ever made. I watched Spider-Man. I've got time for Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I was kind of like... Something that annoyed me about it was the fact that they wanted you to think one thing, but if you've ever picked up a comic book, you knew it wasn't the way that they were portraying it. So it was kind of redundant. I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it sort of thing. Um, it was perfectly fine. It made me chuckle in places and I enjoyed watching it. I will watch it again at some point. It was fine and i know at this point in time some people are thinking well it sounds like you didn't like it i did i've said it was perfectly fine not the best film ever made not the worst film ever made a good film at that point when that film finished it still hadn't ticked over into the the new year uh it was half 11 i was like you know something i reckon i can fit another one in Went downstairs, looked through the pile of the stuff that I had and was like, right, okay, so what else is on the list that Leanne doesn't want to see? The other thing I got for Christmas was Hobbs and Shaw, the Fast and the Furious Hobbs and Shaw, however it's worded, Hobbs and Shaw. Again, 4K, give that back by a whale. Um, it's one of those things I own... All of the Fast and the Furious films, I have time for them. Again, some are better, some are worse. I work on the principle that the Fast and the Furious film will give you exactly what you want from it. Do you want cars? Yes. Do you want dumb action? Yes. Do you want car chase, explosions? All of that sort of stuff you can get from a Fast and the Furious film. And there are times when... Is that what I want from a movie? Yes, it is. <coughs> I'm not going to defend it. I think they are perfectly fine. They have a place in this world. Hobbs and Shaw works on the principle that it took two of the better characters from the later films, uh, Dwayne Johnson's character and Jason Salem's character, put them together and put them in a scenario where they had to be in a film together. My review of this film is it was fine end of the day a criticism of this film was that there was cheese when there didn't need to be it was a little bit cheesy in places and i felt it was unnecessarily cheesy in places uh, idris elba's in it as the bad guy he was very good as the bad guy a minor gripe was if you're going to tell me that idris elba is the bad guy and he is enhanced and he's got like bionic eyes and he's super strong and he's agile and he can fight really well and all of that i am totally on board with that they use 
science, which, you know, science is basically magic, to explain that he is a, a super soldier of sorts. He is all the stuff I just mentioned. I am on board with that. He has a transforming motorbike. I'm sorry, what? Why? Because he needs a transforming motorbike to fit the scenarios that we have put in the film. Why? That's not a thing. Oh, it's also like, it's like some kind of weird thing that he can like make it come to him with no nobody riding it. <coughs> Again, I kind of, I can kind of get on board with that. But there's just a bit where the bike like transform, not into like a transform, like, like a transform, like a robot. It just like compresses down so that he can go under a truck. It's like, why? just slide the motorbike sideways under the truck like you would in any other film like this? Why does it need to transform into a smaller version of itself? <coughs> As with a lot of stuff that I talk about, I imagine if you have any interest in this film, you may have either already seen it or are intending to see it. And if you have no interest in this film, you're probably not going to watch it. So I can't imagine my review is going to overly change that. It was perfectly fine. Little bit long. Two hours, 20 minutes. Little bit long for a film like that. Let's, you know, let's keep it tight. A good solid two hours or a good solid 90 minutes. Probably all it needs. Um, suffered with the, the, the Bad Boys 2. This film is probably done, but let's go to a different country. Uh, that's a, that's another element that goes with these sort of films. Um, they they're they're almost like the tourism adverts for different countries. Uh, a couple of nice things. Uh, Ryan Reynolds pops up uh, and plays you know the, that character that he plays. Uh, Ryan Reynolds um, and Kevin Hart turns up. Amusing, both of them. Um, you know. It was it was fine. It was a good film. It was just a little bit too cheesy in places for my liking. Take the cheese out, it would have been even better. Um, definitely that the kind of film to watch at that point in time. But like I say, kicked it off at gone half eleven, and it was two hours twenty minutes long. Was flagging by the end of it. Um, so that was New Year. But wait, there's more. So, I've been working my way through um, the, these films. Um, something that, another film that I got for Christmas was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Now then. The day before I watched One Upon a Time in Hollywood, somebody sent a message to a group that I am in saying once upon a time in hollywood what was the point it was rubbish and i was like oh here we go oh, oh that film was rubbish oh what was the point the next day i put once upon a time in hollywood on and i watched it and i have to agree 
it felt very much like Birdman. It felt very much like... It was, you know, it was supposed to be... I think what it was supposed to be was a mixture of Birdman, Summer of Sam, and something else which I can't think of. I had this conversation the other day. Um, It's supposed to be set at a time where, like Summer of Sam, there's a story going on whilst a famous serial killer is in operation. Obviously, in this case, that famous serial killer is Charles Manson. Um, and it sort of frames the, the Manson killings. Um, the characters are Rick Dalton, played by um, Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, I used to hate Leonardo DiCaprio. I couldn't stand him. Couldn't watch films with him in. I, I, just, I just despised him. Um, and then he saw he stopped doing films like you know Titanic and started doing like good films. Um, and then I I have a lot of time for him these days. Um, like I say, I'll, I'll happily sit down and watch Wolf of Wall Street. Inception is amazing. Um, he is a phenomenal actor. Brad Pitt. I don't think I can remember Brad Pitt's character's name. He plays. Like Rick Dalton's like a, an actor. Brad Pitt plays his stuntman. Also seems to be like his like assistant as well. Um, that's kind of that. Uh, Margot Robbie's in it. She plays Sharon Tate. A multitude of other people. Harley Quinn Smith is in it. Uh, Kevin Smith's daughter. Which is cool. Um, and a guy... That when when I looked him up, he was all he was in uh, yoga hoses with Harley Quinn Smith. Um, it was actors acting, which is perfectly fine. I I feel like I probably missed the point. Um, it, it's one of those, I don't want to come across as uneducated. Um, I think it was aimed at a particular audience, that audience was maybe somebody who was alive in the 1970s and lived in Los Angeles at the time, but um, it's supposedly Quentin Tarantino's love letter to Hollywood at a time that he remembers very well, being the 70s. Um, There's obviously, like I say, there's the Manson killing stuff. It was, yeah, I think I probably just missed the point on this one. Um, It has sparked a lot of conversation since watching it. I've had multiple conversations with people since watching it. Um, Yeah, it was, it, it was very much a, I wasn't sure the point to it. What I will say, however, is, and I'm not going to spoil it, or I'm going to try not to spoil it. At the end of this film, there is a scene which is incredibly violent. I felt that the violence was comedy violence. One of my favourite things in the world that makes me laugh uncontrollably is comedy violence. So... 
there was comedy violence and I started laughing and I was like, oh my God, is it not funny? But it carried on and I couldn't stop laughing and I just laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed because one of the things I really enjoy is comedy violence and it had comedy violence in it. So I just laughed at it and then felt bad and made me like I wasn't supposed to. I, I, yeah, I, just, I feel that I just missed the point. Um, Tarantino can be hit and miss for me. Um, I love a lot of his films, but there are other films that I can't stand. Um, Jackie Brown is hands down one of the worst films I've ever seen. Um, Django, I watched Django once. And once was enough. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, uh, I watched once, and that was enough. Uh, but then I, you know, I watched The Hateful Eight recently, and really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, all of his older stuff um, is great. So, I, I, I just feel that this this film just maybe just wasn't for me. Um, I don't. I feel it does make me feel like I'm not educated enough to get the point. Um, but I just feel it wasn't for me. Um, it's not a film I'll be rushing to watch again unless somebody comes to me and goes, "You completely missed the point of that film." The point was this, and I'm like, "What, man? I'm gonna have to watch it again." To you know that kind of situation. Unless that happens, I'm not gonna be rushing to watch it any time soon. So that was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, that is not the end of the films. There is one film left, and I'm going to rush through this one because I can't imagine this is everybody's cup of tea. But for me, um, I've had this film since... I, I got this film for Father's Day um, from my children. Uh, but it's taken me an absolute age to get around to watching it uh it is the third how to train your dragon film a uh, little known fact one of my favorite all-time films is how to train dragon uh i watched it on uh on the plane flying to las vegas i enjoyed it that much that when it finished and then started again i watched it again it was thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, I I own it. Uh, it. Like I say, it is one of my favourite films. I love that film. Can't explain it. You know, obviously it's for kids, but it, it speaks to me. Um, so then they did a second one, and I watched it, and I was like, that film is a good film. Two for two. Well done, DreamWorks. You are hitting out of the park. Uh, so there was a third one. I got super excited. Uh, I just haven't got round to watching it. I was in a film watching phase. So I was like, right, now's the time to get that one watched. Uh, it is called, I can see it from here. It's How to Train a Dragon, The Hidden World. Um, again, really enjoyable film. Um, I was saying, you know, find me a trilogy of films recently that has been... Cons you know, has been good throughout. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed all three of those films. I'll happily sit down and watch them again. They're just good films. They're well made. They're entertaining films. 
Um, so yeah, that is kind of that. I'm, I'm not going to go over it too much. I can't imagine people are tuning in for How to Train Your Dragon 3. Um, but, I don't know, if you've got kids, sit down and watch it with them. It was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Let's talk some computer games. Uh, I got a series of computer games Christmas, and as I've mentioned previously, absolutely uh, raped and pillaged the VR Christmas sale. So, um, excuse me. Let's get on to the games. Too sweet. Uh, Ghostbusters was not working for me. Uh, so I made the executive decision to move on. And I started playing The Outer Worlds. A game that had generally had good reviews. However, after a while, I started seeing a series of reviews that were saying a game that starts out very well and then starts to lose it towards the back end. Um, that is a very, very good review. Because that game starts out great. It's... Everything that you're missing in your life because Bethesda can't make a game to save their lives. It's Fallout, but it's so much better than Fallout. It's, you know, the, the world isn't a massive, sprawling, open world. It's done over different planets, but the first, the first bit you're on, it's, you know, things are close. You can walk there. You can run there. You'll get there in a few minutes. Not even that, in a few seconds. It's all doable. I was loving it. And then it turned on me. And this is why I don't review games too soon. Games do this all too often. So what started out as this amazing RPG, this first person shooter, running around, doing stuff for this guy, shooting things, all that, turned into one long loading screen because that's all it was it was go here okay i'm there go in okay i'm going in all right it's loading all right it's taking a really long time to load cool right have a conversation with this guy okay now go back but that means i've got to go through that door that means that i have to load wonderful it also became busy work the game go here talk to this guy go back and talk to the first guy Cool, you've completed that mission. You only had to go through six loading screens and it spent 90% of your time watching a loading screen and 10% of the time running between the places. It, I, I never had my opinion changed so much. I don't think that's true, actually. But my opinion changed so dramatically about that game. It started out like, yes, this is what games are missing. It's it's compact. It's it's great. You know, the the weapons are good, uh, and all of that, and that remained true. But then it was just this long ass loading screen for the rest of the game. It was oh, it's loading, is it? Cool. Oh, I'm outside. Right, I gotta go over here. I've got to go into this building. Oh, now it's loading. Cool. All right, well, maybe if I fast travel so I don't have to deal with all of this shit in between, that make it quick. Oh, no, because if you fast travel, it loads. All right. Oh, I'm there now. 
Oh, but I'm outside the door. So oh, I've got to go through. All oh, right, it's loading again. That's that's all it became. It just became loading screen after loading screen after loading screen. And it takes a really long time to load that game. Such a disappointment because it started out fantastic and it just wasted all of its potential. If you have an issue with loading, if it takes a long time for your game to load and you know that, then leave people outside for as long as possible. Poor execution on that one, I'm afraid. And part of me thinks that it was done on purpose just to drag out the game. <coughs> Such a shame. So, I played it and I finished it. Which, there were a couple of points where that wasn't going to happen. Because I just couldn't be doing with the excessive loading. Uh, because I played it and finished it, I uh, moved on to Greedfall. I've only been playing that a couple of days. Um, again, we're in the world of the RPG. Uh, this is Pirates set in a fantasy world. So what I mean by that is you look like a pirate, but you also can use magic to fight, and you fight fantasy creatures. I fought this giant thing that was uh, it looked like it was like a, a walking tree sort of thing. Um, it, it is basically RPG the game the world is big and, and open it's like they basically went to the people that made Assassin's Creed Syndicate um, and they were like you're not using the, the world that you created anymore are you because you're done with that game and they were like yeah yeah alright can we have it so that we can make our game they were like, yeah, cool. Because um, it's very, you know, Victorian buildings and um, narrow sort of streets and stuff like that. Uh, but like I say, it's pirates in a fantasy world. There's a lot of talking. Uh, generally, the first thing I do in an RPG is find how to skip conversations. So as it is, I have absolutely no idea what's going on in this game. Because I don't listen to any of the conversations because the conversations are long and boring. But that's RPGs. That is the RPG game. I'm yet to come across an RPG where I actually sit and listen to them talk. I just skip through. Literally, the conversation goes... Hip, 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 hip. Um, it's been good. It's been fine. It's super rough around the edges uh, to start with. And I was like, it looks real ropey. Um, but... As with every RPG, you start playing a couple of hours in, you don't care what it looks like. You just care about the you know, the quest and the go here and the do that. Struggled with some early quests. Um, it was like, oh, make a sleeping potion. I, I don't have the ability to make a sleeping potion. Okay, well, you know, gather the ingredients. Oh, I've got the ingredients. I don't have the ability to make a sleeping potion. I need an ability point to do that. I can't do that, so I can't progress. In the end, I had to leave it. Um, it did sort of sort itself out, but I had to leave that quest because I didn't have the ability needed. Um, fighting's good. I've gone with like a magic character. I generally do the magic 
uh, when it's like an RPG like that. Um, so my character's sort of more of a ranged character. Um, it's cool, it's fine, it's perfectly playable. There was a point where I was like, oh, this is a bit much, especially after having just played an RPG. Um, but another sort of hour or so later, I was like, yeah, I can I can play this for a while. So I'll play that whilst ever it lets me. Um, it's, it's good. VR-wise... Um, I tried to play some VR when I was sick. That was a really bad idea. Um, so, uh, there's not been a lot of VR playing. Um, although, the last couple of days I've got back to it. Uh, bought some accessories for the VR. So, there was like this pack. There's like a silicon face plate. And some hand grips. I got some like things where you can put them so that they're straps across the back of your hands so that you don't drop the controllers but they blocked some of the buttons uh, so I took them off uh, and I've just got these rubber hand grips um, the silicon on the upside makes it easier to clean uh, and more hygienic on the downside it apparently makes it warmer to play which for something that was already had the ability to make you quite sweaty it's really not great uh, I got a boxing game which is Thrill of the, Fli Thrill of the Fight uh, I tried to play that yesterday and the sweat was running down my face and I mean like a waterfall uh, so I had like two goes on that I had to turn that off played a bit of Beat Saber, played a bit of Pistol Whip <clears throat> played uh, a bit of Red Matter. Um, so yeah, I think I need to look a little bit further into some of these accessories for the quest. Um, originally I was going to get like a, a, a faux leather, like the PVC kind of um, face plate. I kind of wish I'd have done that now because I think that's probably going to be the best way to go. Um, but I didn't, so I'm going to have to try and get some money together and try and do that. Um, and again, I want to try and do something better with the hand grip stuff for the hand, for the controllers. Uh, cause I had to change the batteries on the controls yesterday and it was an absolute nightmare with these rubber grips. Um, so that's kind of that really. Sorry for the the monster that, that it was. Uh, I presume it's quite long. You can guarantee I'll check and it'll be shorter than any other podcast I've done. But, you know. Um, lastly on my list is usually the gym. Uh, I mean, by this point in time, you've worked it out. I was poorly sick until um, three days ago. And... Uh, by that point, I was like, I just need to recover. Fully intend to go to the gym today. Get back to getting back, if you know what I mean. Um, but, no surprises, whilst being sick, I haven't been to the gym. Um, I am going to go back to the gym today. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of the podcast. Thank you for sticking with me, if you stuck with me. And until next week, I'm going to say bye. And I will see you then. There you go, what do you think to that? Another one done, another week gone. 
YouTube watchers, make sure you're subscribing to the channel, liking and sharing and commenting. Uh, listeners, if you've not been to the YouTube channel, jump over there and have a look. Um, some of them aren't, uh, aren't video, but are interesting to see. Uh, you know, make an effort and put a picture on and stuff. Uh, but there are videos over on the YouTube channel, so jump over and have a look. Uh, everybody can go to thecookiecast.com, check us out there, and uh, send us some form of love. Uh, so yeah, there we go, we're done for now. Until next week, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.